Modern Vintage Radio. Welcome to the Podcast Planner Show. This is all about podcasting with a content creation focus because content matters when you're sharing your voice with the world. Permission to earn money granted. It excites me to say that because I believe if you're podcasting to inspire, educate, or entertain, you're allowed and should earn a profit with your podcast or as a result of your podcast. If you're in the category of podcasting as a hobby, this applies to you just as much as the person who is podcasting for their business. Money goals are a must-have in your podcast compass. In this episode, I'll share why you should be intentional about having a profitable podcast, and you'll discover many different ways you can make that happen. All that I'm sharing with you is packaged neatly for you inside the podcast planner. All editions include the podcast compass, templates, focus exercises, and more to help you with your podcast. Get two free templates when you join the VIP email list or grab the complete planner. Visit thepodcastplanner.com today. Now back to creating your podcast compass. How exactly does this money talk apply to you if podcasting is your hobby? Walt Disney said, we don't make movies to make money. We make money to make more movies. If you're having fun educating, entertaining, or inspiring, would you seriously turn away money? I'm talking about honest money. Nothing sleazy, something that aligns perfectly with who and what you stand for. Now, on the flip side, if you're completely on board with wanting to earn money, but think that money will come naturally from your podcast, think again. We all need to be intentional about implementing ways we can have a profitable podcast. These profits can cover the cost of having a podcast because podcasting is not free. And you know what's most exciting? Money allows us to continue doing what we enjoy and presents opportunities for us and our audience. I'm about to play a clip from WNYC's 2006 Work It Festival, in which you'll hear two women share some very insightful beliefs when it comes to money and podcasting. These two women are Julia Shapiro, executive producer of Radiotopia with PRX and co-founder of Third Coast Festival. And the other is Jenna Wise Berman, founder of Pineapple Street Media. Brittany Luce from Gimlet is the moderator asking the questions. Have you guys ever had a moment where you were just like, I don't care about this money. Like, I just want to make the thing that I want to make. No. <laughs> and I don't think that's a great mindset, honestly. <laughs> It's just, I guess for me, what strikes me now is that I talk to people as much about the business side, and it's so important to understand why you have to have that under understanding when you come into this. It's just not about the ideas anymore. It's as much, well, it's as much about, I, I'd like to say that it's equal parts, but it's just, it's not a full picture of, it's not a full understanding of what you want to do if you don't get all of the women that talk to her in the stations of the pod. Mm-hmm. Like those are like the tenets of like, yes, this is the other pieces of that pie, you know, and it's so, it's just so important. You just have to consider it all. Yeah. I mean, like I get the idea behind trying to do something that's not going to make money, but I think that you, if you're going to do that, you have to be making money elsewhere. And something that I want to say to everyone here is like, if you can edit audio right now, you have an extremely valuable skill set that is really needed. Like podcasts are blowing up right now. Uh, That's like why I started this company because every person in the world wants to have a podcast right now. And some people have really great ideas and some people are, it's like a lot of really interesting like publications and institutions want them right now and don't know how to make them. 
And a fun thing about starting a company was that I got to kind of like take some of the values that I have about money and money making, and I'm going to try to make them part of my business model. So like we will pay all interns always like a good, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy not to, um, we live in New York city and we're going to like pay them all like a decent hourly wage. We will never pay any producers under $60,000, like that's new producers. And I don't really think it's acceptable to be doing that in the city. I don't know who does that. I'm, you know, like the average rent in Brooklyn is $3,000. Like it's not what it was even like if you haven't changed what you're paying people drastically in the past 10 years, like you need to read a newspaper or something. Um, So I'm excited that we can do that I mean like we can't I mean I'm like currently paying people out of my savings account but like that will change soon Um, yes when we we are bringing in money in the next few months so we'll be okay but yeah you guys have like a really like a skill set that not a lot of people have and I don't think that anyone should ever undervalue themselves and you you deserve to be paid well for what you're doing I have to highlight what Jenna Wise Berman said You have a talent that others need. She refers to audio production here, but think about the skills, talent, and information that you possess that can help many others. Again, if you're podcasting as a hobby or for entertainment and your business, I strongly encourage you to consider monetizing. I'll go over common monetization models, and after that, I'll share how to choose the one you should start implementing. I'm going to share 16 ways you can monetize your podcast. So this won't be super long. I'll mention the broad type and then dive deeper into the subtypes of monetization models. Let's start with the classic one because it merges over from radio. Now, television and print also use this model. It's sponsorships and advertisements. If you want to hear an example of this model, just listen to another round and you'll hear the sponsor one second into the show. On the average, this model is initially a numbers thing. You have to have a certain amount of listeners actively listening to your show. And it doesn't end there. The sponsoring company wants to ensure that it's investing into a show that has an engaging audience. That's the key, engaging audience. Because what good does it do to sponsor a show that listeners don't really care to hear what the host is promoting? So for this type of model, sponsorships and advertisements, you must have the active numbers and an engaging audience. Before I move on, I'll be mentioning a lot of resources and things that you'll probably want to go check out. So don't worry, just head over to thepodcastplanner.com slash EP11. That's where I'll have all of the resources mentioned in this episode. Affiliate marketing. This model can sound like a sponsor, but it's a product, service, or an event that you've signed up for to receive a commission whenever your audience uses your unique URL or a promo code. The popular affiliate program used is Amazon. This is great if you mention a lot of products on your show. Simply say something along the lines of, if you would like to support the show, please purchase the items mentioned on this episode using our Amazon link. Once you click on it and purchase something, we'll get a piece of the pie at no additional cost to you. Visit for example, thepodcastplanner.com slash Amazon. If you haven't jumped on the Amazon affiliate program, I would suggest that you do because it's the number one online shopping store. 
A link for the sign-up form will be in the episode notes. This whole affiliate thing does not stop with Amazon. Just about everything has an affiliate program. Just head over to Google and type in the product, the service, or the event, and then next to it, type affiliate program. If they don't have one and you insist on having one, reach out to the company's marketing department. You might even get a hybrid model of a sponsorship and affiliate. So far, we've talked about other people's companies, but what about your own stuff? Let's start with products. Start with what you specialize in. Let's say laser engraved art. If you do that, promote that on your show if it makes sense with the content. Another product, a book or an ebook, courses or tutorials, worksheets, or a freemium product. This is a free resource or a course that has an upsell at the end. I'm seeing those become very successful. Now, moving along with your own stuff, there are events, and there are different types of events that you can model and use, like a simple meetup. I recommend only charging if it's going to be a really nice meetup. How about a live recording of your show? These are becoming very popular right now. And for those who educate, try putting together a training event. And the last event type model is webinars, a paid webinar. I've seen Chris Brogan be very successful with this. Continuing with your own things, there's services that you can offer and promote on your show, like SaaS. That stands for Software as a Service. The AWeber podcast is a great example of this. Another service is speaking. You can get paid to speak. Promote that on your show. Also, consulting or advising. And the last one as a service that I have here is a membership for premium content. It's also considered a form of a product, so it's kind of in between there. But having a membership program for premium content is another way that you can promote and monetize your podcast. Now, merging out of services, but continuing with your own stuff, let's talk about a fun thing, and that is merchandise. Fans love merchandise, and that includes t-shirts, stickers, mugs, posters, and hats. I'm going to mention Amazon again because they have a really great t-shirt program that allows you to create t-shirts and earn a healthy profit. And here is the game changer. They hold the inventory and take care of the whole ordering process. All you have to do is upload the designs, pick the t-shirt colors, name your stuff, and that's it. If you want to see an example of this in action, just head over to thepodcastplanner.com slash t-shirts. And I'm using that very same program from Amazon. It looks like I'm selling that from my actual store, but when you click on the t-shirt, it takes you to Amazon and Amazon takes care of everything. I highly recommend it. The link for this will be in the episode notes. That's thepodcastplanner.com slash EP11. Now, the only downside to that is that they only provide t-shirts. They don't provide any of the other cool stuff like hats and stickers. For that stuff, I recommend heading over to Redbubble. And Redbubble is a really great platform to get on, not because you can have stickers, hats, and stuff for your show, but they have a captivated audience over there for niche buyers. So let's say you're into horses, you can find a lot of cool horse shirts, stickers, and stuff like that, and uh, anything else like Game of Thrones, um, I don't know, audio stuff, just head over to Redbubble and you'll see what I'm talking about. But I recommend getting on that platform for the additional merchandise because the merch by Amazon only allows you to have t-shirts. They keep saying that they're going to implement the other stuff, but it's taking them quite some time. 
Don't wait, just head over to Redbubble. And the last model I have is crowdfunding your show. There's two ways to do this. Number one, PayPal donations. Jen Briney of Congressional Dish does a great job at this. You can head over there and see how she's doing that model. It's been very successful for her. And then there's Patreon. This allows you to incentivize your audience to crowdfund your show because you can have certain levels of funding your show. For example, you can have the typical one, which is a dollar. And then you can have something like what Aaron Mankey does for $10 a month. He gives you an exclusive RSS feed of the podcast. He also gives you special discounts to get autographed books, autographed stuff, merchandise. So you can go check out Patreon. I have two specific pages that you can look at. Number one is Jason Bryant of Matt Talk Online. He's doing a really great job with that. And then I'll have the Patreon link to Aaron Mankey's Patreon page. If you're not aware of Aaron Mankey, he is the host of Lore, really successful podcast that as a result of his podcast, he actually has signed a deal with Amazon, a book deal. It's amazing what he's doing. So in regards to this model, head over to the episode notes to check out his Patreon page. And there you have 16 ways you can monetize your podcast. You don't have to stick to one model and you can have more than one, which brings me up to the next topic. How to choose which model is right for you. With the exception of traditional sponsorships, because that's a little tricky, uh, don't think you have to wait like a full year of podcasting before you can start implementing any of the models that I mentioned. Here are three tips for getting started. Number one, know your market and what types of products, services, and events they are most interested in. For example, it would be very weird for me to promote a woodworking event to my audience because that's a whole other niche. So it's important to know your market and know what they need. This brings me to number two. The best way to know more about your market is by surveying them. Create a survey and promote the survey on your podcast, your newsletter, and social media. This survey will allow your audience to clearly tell you what they are interested in. And for number three, choose the model that feels most comfortable to you. Maybe crowdfunding is not your thing, so start with something like merchandise. Since I've given examples of other shows, I think it's really cool to share what I have going on for this show. At the time of this recording, here's what I have. The first one is the product, the podcast planner. The second one is sponsorships, mentioned in the closing. And then there's the third one that's not so obvious. As my audience listens to my show and they want specific help, specific mentoring, they head over to my site and they contact me for that mentorship. So that's a service that I offer. So those are three things that are going on with the show currently, and that's product, sponsorships, and services. Oh, and I have to mention what happens when you have commercial reads on your show. As you heard in the beginning of the show, I have a sponsor read where I mentioned the podcast planner. That commercial has never resulted in me receiving negative feedback, nor has the closing where I mentioned sponsorships. What I have received are more sponsor offers. So please don't be afraid or use the excuse that your audience will hate you for having commercials. And this reminds me of something that happened recently with the host of Lore, Aaron Mankey. This guy has a huge audience and he does have sponsor reads. They're at the end of the show. And guess what? He did receive some negative feedback. But he went on Twitter and mentioned that he really didn't care. Why? Because 
Number one, they're at the end of the show. Number two, he knows his audience. A lot of his audience doesn't care. Which brings me to the third point that goes for him and all of us. We cannot please everybody. So I encourage that type of mindset. If you do your work right by knowing who your audience is, surveying them, not doing anything sleazy, and you feel 100% comfortable, you have permission to monetize so that you can continue to share your voice with the world without trying to please everybody. And with that, my call to action for this episode is that you implement at least one of these models on your next episode. And no excuse if you haven't launched yet. That's one of the best ways to get started with monetizing is coming out of the gates with some type of monetization model. This episode concludes the podcast Compass series. I'll share what the next series will be in a bit, but first, congrats. Now you have a show-level guide that you have made to fit your mission, stats, audience, schedule, and money goals. Keep the podcast Compass with you as you plan, record, and publish your episodes so that you're on the right path. And because podcasting is an intimate medium, things change. So update your podcast compass as needed. All right, are you ready to know what the next series will be? The next series is named Intentional Content. I'll be covering how to tap into your audience to create the right content, content delivery formulas for just about all types of formats, and reflective exercises to review and refine your podcast. And as I close this podcast compass series, it's survey time. I invite you to participate in a chance to win your very own copy of the podcast planner, just like Brandon H. from Portland, Oregon. All you have to do is give me your honest feedback. After all, I do this show for you. Your survey responses guide me to make sure I continue to provide the information and support that you need. As a way of saying thank you, I will give away one copy of the podcast planner to a lucky winner who is chosen at random. But in order to be considered, you need to complete the survey. Let me know your feedback by visiting thepodcastplanner.com slash feedback. And here's a little secret. There is no deadline to fill out the survey. I'll be giving away one planner every month. So if you're listening a month or two months from now when this episode is published, you too have a chance of winning. I can't wait to hear from you, so head over to thepodcastplanner.com slash feedback. This episode was written and produced by Addie Saucedo. That's me. For more episodes, freebies, and information, please go to thepodcastplanner.com. If you like the show, please tell anyone that is interested in podcasting or leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on social media. Just search podcast planner. Be sure to subscribe to the show to make sure you get all of the episodes. Thank you for listening to the podcast planner podcast. Until next time, plan, record, and share your voice with the world. You radiate and generate more goodness for yourself when you're aware of all you have and not focusing on your have-nots. Oprah Winfrey. 
I'm so grateful for you listening to this episode and sticking to the end. Kudos.